1: It is 920. 89% of Americans include meat in their diets, but is there a middle ground given that three-fifths of American households do go meatless at least sometimes, according to the Vegetarian Resource Group? Joining us, Bon Appetit writer and editor Ali Francis. She wrote about a new phenomenon in her piece, they're vegetarian, but only when they're home. Welcome to KMOX.
2: Thank you for having me,
1: all right. so we so we've been looking forward to this conversation how does what are some of the reasons that people are giving for being a vegetarian but only when they're home, which we think you're not really a vegetarian?
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely um some of the counter arguments for sure um, but some of the reasons in favor of this sort of flexible way of eating. Um, uh, that folks can, you know, keep some of the meals and the moments they love while also acting in a way that, you know, they feel is um, ethically aligned with their values. So some of those values included, you know, animal welfare, others included environmental impact, and some were even just down to straight-up health reasons. They can't really stomach meat, you know, very well. So there was a whole gamut of reasons that folks gave for why they sort of have chosen this middle ground.
0: It's interesting. It really is. So Why? Let me start from vegetarians. Why do most people, or is it a common reason, uh, turn vegetarian?
2: Yeah, I would say the top two reasons Tom would be the environmental reasons, like wanting to reduce their impact on the planet, um, and being able to sort of reduce meat consumption is really a big a big step towards that. One of the one of the main ways individuals can really impact the environment, and then. The other would be um, animal welfare reasons. I think a lot of people, I don't think too many people really like the way that our current meat industry operates, but it's sort of the vast majority of products we see do come out of the factory farming industry. And I think many people are uncomfortable with the way that animals are treated within that system.
1: And so we mentioned this when we were teasing our conversation (laughs) with you, the social omnivore. That's the person who just when they are out socially eats meat? Describe what that is, and is that you?
2: (laughs) Oh, uh, you just brought up my own existential crisis, um, (laughs) Carol. But it is mostly me, I would say. I lean probably more vegetarian these days, but definitely there are still meals and moments where, you know, it breaks my heart to tell my Polish grandma I'm not going to eat the produce she spent all day making me, you know? Uh. And I think it's sort of, those are the main reasons my, for myself that I like to still engage in some meat eating is culturally it's important. It's a big part of my family. My parents are cattle farmers. Um, it's not, you know, it's it's a difficult thing for a lot of cooks to really cater to a vegetarian crowd. And I value, I suppose what I value is the social engagement as much as I do the environment and the animals. It's, it's sort of a conflicting value system is really what's happening. I think for the social omnivores where, in their dream world, they'd, they'd love to not eat meat at all, and they'd love to sort of really reduce that harm, whether it's animal or planetary. Um, but they also have families and cultures and backgrounds where meat is really important to those social connections and feels really lonely or isolating to make a full-on, um, I will like, a line in the sand where I will never eat meat again. You know, I think it's, it's a big, big part of our culture, and, and it can be lonely to go against that grain.
0: I'm coming around on this. So... <laughs> I heard I I read about your mom's lasagna. Like I get that you can't. How can you? Right? As you just how mentioned. can you? But then the the other thing is, you know, you work for Bon Appetit. I mean, you have to for your job. You have to eat meat. You have to be able to yeah. talk about a restaurant.
2: Yes, that's definitely true, Tom. And you know, we put together every year these this big list of our top fifty restaurants across the country, and then we whittle that down to our ten best and. Yeah, you definitely cannot be picky in those situations because if you're judging, you know, a restaurant, you're judging a restaurant by what it thinks its best dishes are a lot of the time. And I think inserting your preferences in those situations is is not totally objective um, when making that list. So for sure, there's actually many people on our team who only eat meat for work.
0: (laughs) So the closest thing I've ever gotten is that (laughs) in March – I go to spring training, and so I've mm-hmm. made a pledge that when I go down to Florida, I will not eat red meat and and that's because seafood there's an abundance of fresh seafood, so it's right there for me, so i'll eat vegetables and seafood when I'm down there, and that makes me feel better about myself but if i <laughs> if I wanted to <laughs> but if I wanted to start to explore what it's like to be a vegetarian, this would be the way to go. So at home you cook yourself vegetarian meals, but you're okay. Mm-hmm. Don't restrict yourself. Go out. You like the steakhouse down the street? Go, go have a steak once in a while. I get it.
2: That's exactly right. It's sort of, you know, you when it's in your control, and frankly when we're busy and during the working week, for me it doesn't. it's not really a big sacrifice. And then when I go out with friends or I go over to friends' houses, And they've made me a meal with meat. I'm not going to reject that hospitality.
1: I do remember my oldest son, who's now 26, when he began running cross country, the coach talked a lot about nutrition. And Mm -hmm. one day I said, do you want to go to McDonald's? And he looked at me like I (laughs) asked him, did he want a (laughs) drink? No, no. Coach said we we shouldn't eat fast food. and, And he stopped eating fast food. Uh, so he—that's—I he, was amazed too. Let me tell you. Uh, <laughs> it, and so he was probably—I think he was 16 at the time. So I'm curious wow. about the, the the ages of people once they start the social omnivore trend or begin to dabble into vegetarian or vegan lifestyle. Are I I would imagine they're younger.
2: Yeah, it's a great question actually, and I would say all but one were between I would say. 26 and maybe 45 uh, when they sort of started this journey. But there was one person I spoke to who just doesn't really like meat. So she actually had been vegetarian since she was a kid. And actually, eating a little bit of meat was the new thing for her. Um, so she was the flip side where she had been vegetarian most of her life because she just really didn't like meat as a kid. And then, you know, like got married and has her own family and started introducing just a little bit of meat into her life, mostly again when she's out um but the vast majority of everybody else was a little bit um they were i would say still young like yeah like i said the sort of late 20s to mid 40s um so you do see a bit of bit of a range there when people come to it um, i for sure. it,
1: it's really a great read and people need to go try to find it online the social omnivore lifestyle is rising but i was so interested that you used the word isolating that it, that it can yeah. be isolating. I remember the first time I told somebody that I was fasting and they thought, ooh, that's, you're weird. I mean, I, I felt like people were treating me differently or, or looked at me differently because I said that. And so, that's to, so true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Talk about the isolation the, of it all.
2: Yeah, I think it's quite a big part of it for a lot of people. Um whether they do feel as if they're restricting, you know, I think nobody really feels, likes to feel that, like, restriction or to feel as if sort of a more moral-based decision is actually sort of a punishment or a diet or something, like, in that more negative light. But I think the other aspect of it is it can be really sort of stressful and it can feel a little bit... Um, just really difficult to be sitting around a table, a host puts down, for example, I don't know, a roast chicken, and you're the only one at the table who says, actually, I don't, I don't really eat meat. Um, I think that can feel both isolating in the sense that you'll just be the one eating a couple of potatoes for dinner. I think it can also feel isolating in the sense that you're sort of actively rejecting sort of the food and the hospitality somebody's offering you. And then there's the other element of it that was a really big part of what lots of people were telling me, which is that they never want their own morals, beliefs, choices to make anyone else feel judged or belittled, Um, which I thought was a really nice point where it's a really tricky thing to navigate what we eat in in this sort of modern industry where food is so mass-produced. It's hard to make these decisions. You have economics to think about. You have all these different nutrition to think about. And nobody really sort of was up on their pedestal saying this is the way everyone should be eating. Not one of the people I spoke to really even said they'd spoken about their diet with other people before they just keep it to themselves.
0: Mm-hmm. And yeah. so that was
2: a really interesting part of this too.
0: Yeah. This breaks down the veg shaming, you know, on both exactly. sides. Yeah. On yeah. Both, sides. both sides. On both sides. Exactly. No doubt. Yeah. I-, I like the veg forward lifestyle. Okay. I'm, I'm interested. By the way, I know we have to go, but I'm curious. I wonder if these uh, home delivery, Companies like a like a HelloFresh or Blue, Blue Apron and yeah. all these will pick up on that and market it in that way. Like hey, they do have the,
1: sections for vegetarian. Yeah, Most it. of them like, do anyway. Why don't, you, yeah. why
0: don't you be a social omnivore? Uh, eat 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 uh, this way at home. We'll take care of you, and then go out to your favorite restaurant. Go for it. Why not?
2: Well, they're welcome to steal that idea, Tom.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you should you should jump on it. We have we have proof now. It's documented here on KMOX. Uh, Ali, yes. th- thanks for being with us on KMOX. We appreciate it.
2: Thanks, Carol and Tom. Appreciate it.
0: We
1: really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone
0: 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend a here! Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch